Good evening, and welcome to another brand new episode of Around the Campfire. Now, you're probably wondering, where are the hosts? Well, they're right here, actually. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. uh, Nicola here. uh, And like usual, we are also joined by Catherine and Jackie. So... Hello. Hi. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wait, sorry, we're improving. That's right. Um, <clears throat> ooh, spooky. Spooky, I'm so scared. Were you pretending to be, like, somebody from one of those, like, PBS murder mystery, like, Sunday shows? M- Masterpiece Theater mystery Sunday shows? Yeah, kind of, but mostly I was pulling it out of my arse, so... <laughs> <laughs> My I mean, horrendous attempt at an English accent, but I think it was a bit, a little bit on point. I, I think I liked it. That, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm not English, so I, I know I have got English blood somewhere in my, in my DNA. <clears throat> Say that as you will, but you know. Wait, hey, hang that. on. There's a lot. Hang on. There's a lot to. There's a lot to unpack in that statement. Hang on. So you, you hesitated. Right before you said, in my DNA. Which leads me to believe somewhere in your apartment, you've got a dead body. <laughs> you know, you're not the only one that's ever speculated that. Work colleague says that I've got bodies in my shed. Because he said that my, um, my little ID photograph on my, on my ba- on my old badge, it looked like a mugshot. Says you look like a serial killer. And I'm thinking, thank you. Thank you, that's the nicest thing that anyone's ever said. I've been called worse, but well, <laughs> point, I you... don't have bodies in the shed. I'm not, I'm not like the Wests. I don't have bodies in the back garden. Okay, so that sounds like someone who has bodies in the back garden would say. Ah, just blew my cover, haven't I? No, you're gonna have to find another host because I'll be in jail by next week. <laughs> See you all next week in <laughs> prison edition. <laughs> oh goodness. If it makes you yeah, feel any better, I Nicola. Have, I don't have bodies. <laughs> don't. If it makes you feel any better, Nicola, apparently it is not appropriate to open the trunk of a car and go, ah, it's about a three-body trunk. Hmm. I did not know that. And so when I was buying my car, <laughs> when I was buying my car, I opened up the trunk and I was like, wow, this trunk is huge. And the the person I was buying it from, she was like, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty spacious trunk. I was like, you could fit like four bodies in here. Six if you get little people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're, it is October. That is true. <laughs> Spookies. Um, my God. Welcome, everyone. This is October. We're like mid-October now. Next week is the end. (laughs) Next week is the end. It's the end. That's all I'm going to say. It's just the end. It's the end of October. And that means Halloween. So we're hoping, since we're trying to spook it up, hopefully, we, we... done justice maybe next year we'll probably do something a little bit more scary <laughs> spooky hey 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 
I'll have you know, I am I'm working my butt off learning how to do audio editing just so I can slip things in here and there. So I think I'm doing a pretty darn good job. It's sorry, you two. Sorry, my mind went went there when you said slip something in there. That's yeah. Nicola, that's oh, for later goodness. in the episode. Come on. Yeah, no. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Jump in the gun anyway. <laughs> but yeah, oh well. so can you believe this is episode nine? I can't count, so <laughs> that is that is legitimately not the response I was expecting to that statement. But you know what? You carry on and you keep doing you. I try. I try. <laughs> Never change, Nicola. Never change. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, this is our ninth episode. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. I'm really happy that we've made it like nine episodes. <laughs> we made it this far. <laughs> we've we've made it this far on a project that we literally went, hey, you know what would be cool? <laughs> and I just want to give a little shout out to uh some people who might potentially be listening uh you know who you two are because you did say that you were listening to some of the podcasts on that zoom call that we had the other night so if Hoddit and Dodda are listening that's not their names by the way but uh yeah hi guys and uh yeah look 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 back on the the, the episodes and you'll find out the dildo story that I did say that I mentioned and you didn't believe me so yeah it's there I told everyone about what you two did, so... Oh, that reminds me. It's, <clears throat> it's been a while since we've done that, but since you bring up that story, warning, this episode is rated E for explicit. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, goodness. Forget that part every time. <laughs> this is why... This is why I think... Oh, God, if we... We really would have to mark everything as like explicit on on YouTube because then if we ever decide that we want to try to get money, they would demonetize us right quickly, right yes. at episode where we talk about dildo. <laughs> that was a good episode. That's, which that's, that's the thing. If we were playing horror games, I know for a fact I would swear because I am just it's pathetic, really, with me. It's natural <laughs> at that point. Yeah, like everybody knows, when you get when a ghost scares you, the best way to make the ghost leave you alone is to yell "fuck off." <laughs> Obviously, yeah, and I think I think that's where the horror movies horror movies get it wrong. Is like, no, there's not enough people yell just yelling "oh fuck off." <laughs> well, it's. I've seen like a couple where they have done that and it just makes the ghost angry. It doesn't give them pause. But then I did watch a K like comedy uh drama, a K a K drama where it was like uh the guy can see ghosts and how he gets money is that he beats up ghosts like with his hands and you know, like he he uh his hands are rated E for everyone, especially <laughs> 
toast. And so like he was take he was like in his bathroom and he was brushing his teeth and he like, goes past by like the bathroom door and she's like, You can see me and he's like starts brushing his teeth a little bit harder <laughs> and then she's like ah you can't see me and then she tries to I guess um, you know attack him and he just like cold clocks her on the face and she's just like help it's like you are a ghost and you need to get out of my apartment like right now she's like I'm so sorry excuse me i'm leaving now and she leaves <laughs> it's just and he's just like oh god i wish i didn't see ghosts and but that's how he makes money is that he he beats up ghosts and people give him money for it and but sometimes he'll encounter ghosts that are too strong for him so he's like peace i'll see you guys later <laughs> about paying me i'm okay <laughs> i think I think my favorite, one of my favorite lines that was ever shouted in the face of a ghost, and I, I think about this sometimes, it literally makes me laugh, is in House on Haunted Hill, um, for those of you that don't know the plot, the uh, rich guy is like, his, they find out about this haunted house. He's like well known for like making like haunted and horror theme parks and all this stuff. So he decides to throw a birthday party for his wife, and they obviously, like, hate each other. Mm -hmm. And the guest list gets tampered with, and so all these random people show up and get locked in this house and come to find out these people are descendants of the original um, people that were running or they were, the they were descendants of the original partners that opened this hospital mm -hmm. and so in the face of this ghost this guy he's like trying to he's trying to do so i can't remember exactly now what exactly he was doing but he just yells i'm adopted <laughs> <laughs> i was adopted and he lived spoiler <laughs> so i mean it worked yeah, I think for me, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was horror, but it's kind of meant to be spooky themed. Um, I forget what the name of their, I think it was one of their shorts, but it was a Lauren Hardy short. And I think the, if I can remember, the plot line was um, Stan's coming up for an inheritance. Because mm -hmm. um, I think him and Ollie are sitting by sitting by the docks catching fish and Hardy reads the papers and you know sees the name Laurel come up and then it's got some like one of the best deliveries I've ever heard and it'll never not make me laugh and Hardy basically turns to Stan and says see didn't you have an uncle and it's like yeah I had an uncle why and it's like oh like is he you know still is he still living and he's like no, 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 he's not. No, he fell through a trap door and broke his neck. Mm. And Hardy goes, "Oh, was he building a house?" And then Stan, with just the most innocent and blank expression on his face, goes, "No, they were hanging him." <laughs> that will never not make me laugh. And you know, it's <laughs> just the delivery of 
I just adore Lauren Hardy. Like their movies just if you want to watch like comedy at its purest form, watch Lauren Hardy because it doesn't matter how old it is, it's timeless. And you know, the chemistry that they've got is just nothing like it. There's I think nothing that's... like it and nothing will ever be like it again, really, because that was just like a, a one of a kind pairing, really. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my favorite things is um when movies and video games um even in like really, really serious moments, they'll still throw in some type of humor. Um like to me that's that's like my favorite parts, like my favorite jokes are those moments, like case in point in like um in Red Dead when they're about to um rob rob the um oh crap. Not the bank. The train? No. The um the riverboat? The gambling? No, no, no. The the word has lost me. I can see it, I can play the entire scene in my head. But what it actually is, it's before before the bank in San Denis. Mm. Does this trolley go to Tahiti? That scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But when they're when they're leading up to it, like oh, like that whole scene is just hilarious to me. But also like it's a really serious turning point. And you've got the other point in chapter six, when they're about to do the final spoiler and um, train spoilers. Heist. The following episode con- contains spoilers <laughs> for Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> like when they're doing the the final train heist. And get to the train station, and the train's just whizzing past. And then after you want me to jump on now? You just sneak on now. (laughs) Those are my favorite moments. But yeah, is this trolley going to Tahiti, or what's in Tahiti, or who lives in Tahiti? Tahitians, I guess. (laughs) Like that makes me laugh every fucking time. No, I appreciate. I appreciate good, good humor. Like really. Well, I usually t- tend to prefer like really dry, witty humor. That's I think that's why I like, you know, like Faulty Towers and Blackadder so much, is because it's really quite sarcastic mm-hmm. type of humor. And whatever way you view it, when you think about it, Basil Faulty and Edmund Blackadder are two of the greatest TV assholes ever created. <laughs> and it's it's not just it's not just that because I know that at least with comedy that sometimes comedies can fall into a bit of a trap where certain characters are preserved all the the good material mm-hmm. um, and then everybody's just you know kind of like left in the shadows but occasionally you get good as I would put it ensemble pieces where you've got a whole cast like prime example being you know. Faulty Towers and Blackadder, like all, all the characters work. All the characters have got their funny moments. They've all got their own iconic lines, iconic moments that you know people can quote. Um, especially Blackadder. I mean, two prime examples with Blackadder besides Tony Robinson as Baldrick is Hugh Laurie, because mm. everybody says, "Oh, it's House." I go, "No, no, no." It's Prince George. It's George from Blackadder. And I remember. Funny story. Even Fry. 
and Blackadder goes forth is just hysterical. Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie are like the the epic duo that we all we yeah. all aim to be. But funny story that some that some people may not know. Um, I mean, it's been a while since House was out, so a lot of people probably know this by now. But when when Hugh Laurie was auditioning for um, the role of House, he did all of his audition tapes and everything in his um, in his American accent. And later on, he comes in, and obviously he's talking in his in his normal natural accent. And they're like, "Why are you talking like that?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's, and then they're like, "Why are you talking with a British accent?" And he's like, "Because I'm English." <laughs> and they're like, "No, no," <laughs> because like he he like that's an issue that I see a lot. Which I mean, which it goes both ways, obviously, because you see people from America trying to do a British accent or an Australian accent, and they may be close. But there's like a regional difference or it's obviously exaggerated and some of them are just really, really bad. Mm. And but somehow he managed to master what would be the 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 Midwestern almost no accent accent in America. Mm. And Mm. to me, that is just brilliant. (laughs) Because that would that would kind of be the accent for the area. Is just hmm. this almost no accent, uh, American accent. Usually, if Brits do accents, it's either like especially if they're doing American accents, it's either kind of like you know the generic standard American accent, or it's you know really bad attempt at a Southern accent, or oh. bad attempt at a you know East Coast accent. Um, some people pull it off, but some people it's just like because mm. I remember when I was watching Supernatural, this was a few seasons ago when they introduced the character Rowena, who was like in the description says she's a Scottish witch from centuries ago. And I think it was originally a, a casting call that they'd put out saying something like they were looking for either um, a Scottish actress or somebody that could do an accent. And I remember thinking, oh, oh please, please get somebody who's Scottish because there is only so much that my ears can tolerate when it comes to, you know, hearing a bad attempt at an accent. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I say that to, to a degree because it gets really great. And it's like, I have never once heard anything sound like that in my life. <laughs> I've lived in Scotland for like 27 years and nobody, at least in my area, sounds like that. <laughs> nobody else in the country, even regionally, sounds like that. Well, that's so like... That from? <laughs> that's like when True Blood, when True Blood came out. The the show, not the books. Um, I tried to watch it because it's like, hey, awesome, something based in Louisiana. And there for a while, there was like very little that was based in Louisiana. So it was like, hey, hey, representation. And then I watched it and got immediately annoyed with everything because I'm like, no, 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 no. None of us talk like that. None of us, none of us talk like that. Like the accent that you hear is, that's, that's an Alabama accent. We do not talk like that. <laughs> it made me so angry. 
I refuse. I watched like two episodes and I went, no. And I refuse to watch any more of it. But the, the actress that they ended up going for for the role of Rowena, which she's an absolute queen, is um, the actress called Ruth Connell. She's actually from, I can't remember specifically, but I know she's from at least the Falkirk area. And first time I heard her speak as Rowena, I remember thinking, yes, thank God. They've got an actual Scot playing a Scottish character. I mean, don't get me wrong, people can do, you know, fairly good attempts, but at the same time, sometimes it can be very obvious because, you know, it's... Yeah, it can be painful sometimes when you hear, like, a really bad accent too many times. I mean, prime example for me, Braveheart. Mm. I don't know what, Mel Gibson? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Shut Jackie. up! <laughs> I don't know what Mel Gibson was doing, but... Yeah, no. clearly he was writing Spaceballs. I will say the only good thing about that movie, because I have my issues with that movie, just like my history teacher did. Um, the only good part of that movie is the little Irish guy that turns up. I think he's called Stephen. And I think it's during the meant to be the Battle of Well, in the movie it's the Battle of Sterling, but in reality there was a bridge involved and that's what won us the battle. But um yeah, it's like they're behind the shields, the arrows are raining down from the English side and he, Stephen turns to, to William Wallace and goes, I'm not going to do an Irish accent. I'm not, because I don't know how to do one and I do not want to offend. I mm-hmm. uh, says something like, oh, the Lord tells me he could get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure that you're fucked or something. <laughs> that is like one of the lines that will make me laugh all the time. But yeah, I have issues with that film. It's like it's like, just... it's mm. like Craig Ferguson was talking about. Like he was doing um, a stand-up show in Tennessee, I think. I don't remember exactly. It was it was a southern state, and he's like, you know, the the Scottish Scottish people and southern people should be better friends because everyone in the world thinks that they can do our accents better than we can. And it's true because like the amount of people that will try to do like they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Louisiana. And they break out with this weird fucking Alabama accent. And I'm like, no, honey, no, honey, no. We don't all sound the same. No, we we don't. (laughs) Catherine, how would you say that the the accent is in Georgia? Because I know they've got their own. Like unique spin. Mm. Uh, oh God, it's it's a mixture. It's sometimes it's like really soft. So you know you'll have somebody's just like, well, I went down to the parlor, <laughs> and uh, they didn't have any. They didn't have any of those mints that you like. You know, it's <laughs> like really soft like that. Or you have. Um, what my husband likes to call um, the Louisiana Swamp Monster, which is like the the coach of like Ole Miss or something like that, or like Louisiana. But he's just like he he sounds like he's been smoking since he was like two years old, and <laughs> like, also 
he drank nothing but whiskey as well so his his voice is just destroyed and i can't even attempt to like i can't even attempt it but it's just like um like <laughs> it sounds like to me and, and i'm just like is what <laughs> like you'll have really thick accents and then you'll have like very soft accents and then you'll have people with no accents and then you know because we're georgia we got we got um Hispanics here as well. So sometimes you'll have people with Hispanic accents, of you know, Spanish accents, strong or soft. And then there are quite a few Germans that live here as well. So you'll have people with German accents. And then of course there's like just the regional accents. Like if you live in Atlanta, you may say something differently than if you lived in Savannah or if you lived in like, you know, Athens. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a little bit different, like, but most of the time what I hear is like soft or mid, and then the stronger ones are probably like the ones that are are like backwoods, so you know, backwoods small towns. So two things, one, a few years ago, and I will never forget this woman until the day that I fucking die. <laughs> I was working night shift. And the phone rings. Um, like I was working at a hotel, and this woman who had like, okay, has everyone here seen Golden Girls? Yeah, heard of it. Okay, Blanche Devereaux, the way she talks, just that that Southern Belle accent. That's exactly how this woman talked. Like straight up Southern Belle. She was from Georgia. She was a peach, and we talked. And she wanted to know if there was any way we could pull up security footage from such such and such like a like a month prior because she wanted to see if her husband was on that camera. And I was like, well, ma'am, um, I, I we're not allowed to. I, I can't I can't even look it up. Like, I can't tell you if he was here. I can't confirm or deny if anyone was here. I can't give out guest information. And she's like, well, that's a shame. Because I'm pretty sure he's cheating on me. And just on and on and on. I mean, I ended up staying on the phone with this woman for an hour. <laughs> and I learned her entire life story. <laughs> like a Forrest Gump moment. And I can say this because I don't have a last name. But her name is Linda. <laughs> She's from Georgia. And she, like... She told me all about her kids. She told me all, all about her cheating husband and how he left her for some woman who spent like $10,000 getting her teeth redone. And honey, let me tell you, that was a waste of money. I was like, damn, we throw in some shade. And she's like, you ever seen a horse's ass? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. And she goes, when she when she's got a back to you, that's kind of what she makes me think of. She kind of makes me think of a horse's ass, and I'm like, oh my god. And then she turns around, and then, same thing, man. She she doesn't doesn't improve the view. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what is my life right now? And I'm just I'm dying because just just that pure Southern Belle accent, and just throwing out some serious shade. And it was amazing. <laughs> My um 
biology teacher in college. He was the he when I went when I first went to um the first year of like college, I had a biology teacher who was basically a male Southern belle. Like he was a dandy. He is just like, today we're going to learn about, you know, like he was just like, we're going to learn about, you know, like pundit squares and chromosomes. <laughs> so like, oh, I do declare it was hot outside today. <laughs> I'm just going to tell y'all a little bit about, and I was just like, sir, <laughs> you you should be wearing like one of those like Regency clothing that they had for like the, the people that do reenactments and stuff like that. Cause he just, he just sounded like either he should be wearing a Southern Belle dress with like a, uh, with like a fan and telling us that, you know, like he's, he needs to, he looking like a powdered tea cake or he's he's got to be wearing like one of those suits and asking somebody to dance almost died <laughs> <laughs> i very nearly died but yeah he, he he's also from georgia you georgia. know <laughs> from georgia and he was just he was just like today we're gonna learn about Mendel now Mendel here he was a great man he told us all about what you need to know that we're gonna learn today in biology and I was just like I love you (laughs) this is so great he was like an older gentleman he was like he was he was um I don't even remember his name I don't even think he's a teacher at this college anymore (laughs) But yeah, it was just like that. I I hope you guys are enjoying my my accents. I am thoroughly <laughs> enjoying it. Didn't necessarily have a have an accent, but I did have a teacher at high school. He was a uh, an IT teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of looked the best way to describe him. Just picture Mr. Burns in The Simpsons. You know, kind of like the kind of bald headed, kind of like bent over, kind of. Sc- Grony kind of vulture look, yeah, that was that was him. Um, but he he sounded a bit like a Dalek. <laughs> best way to describe it. Um, we'd always be prowling that department at at lunchtime, and you would talk through his teeth, and you know, a little bit of vaxer. I remember getting half harassed by two arsehole boys in my class in third year, uh, and he was just you know just sitting at his desk doing his thing whatever the hell that was but a lot of the time i remember thinking is, is his batteries died is his battery died <laughs> is he not seeing what's going on here i'm like we're sitting right by his desk is he is he like low battery or something you know just oh uh, no but i did obviously we've had a a few teachers from there about um there was a couple of Irish art teachers. Well, yeah, there was one. The head of the department was an Irishman. Um, they were from the, the north of Ireland, so they had the really thick... I don't know exactly where about they were from. Um, I know there was a biology teacher, but her name escapes me. I know I had her for biology at least once, I think. <laughs> this is years ago, going back. But predominantly one I remember was I had a little... Austrian women teaching me German and 
she was brilliant. She was shorter than me, which huh, says a lot for the, any, anybody that knows me because, well, I'll paint a picture. I'm five foot one. So, yeah, I'm. Beady, beady. I'm a hobbit, hence the name Tartan Hobbit. That's where it comes from. But, um. <laughs> you are baby, we protect. But, um, I think I can do an attempt at this accent. I think. <laughs> Like I said, she was Austrian, so this might sound more German, but uh, yeah, she'd always be like, Right, the date and the weather. Right, the date and the weather. Stay off, stay off. Rosy bitter, rosy bitter. House, <laughs> house. Like, Mrs. Reed, that was her name. <laughs> she was a lovely teacher. I remember her really well. Um, but yeah, she had this really thick Austrian accent, hmm. and uh, yeah, that's see that was my attempt at butchering an accent. And um, think, apologies, apologies. Think Strauss. <laughs> Austrian. Yeah, I think Strauss was Austrian, not he German. Was. But We're yeah, think Strauss. in Australia, Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I when I was learning German, I was learning from she was she was American. Her husband was French. And so they were like she was fluent in German, he was fluent in French obviously. And she was also she also spoke French and like all this other stuff. And it was really really cool to listen because like one minute she'd be talking to us like normal and then the next minute she would just switch over to German and it's like what 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 hang on what but there was one time and i like she tried to like because you know we're learning german so she assumes we don't know any and she tried to slip scheisse into conversation and we all went <gasps> we know what that means because she forgot that we're also the generation that was raised on rammstein <laughs> We know. What was the thing you would automatically do when you were in foreign language class? Anytime you were given a dictionary, you would always look up the swear words or the dirty words. I still do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that's that's something that people would ask. Um, as soon as they found out that I was Hispanic, they would ask me, "Hey," and it's just like, "Yes." what are some Spanish curse words? And I was like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> and it's not because I didn't want to tell them, it's because I literally could not tell them because I, I had never heard my parents curse in Spanish. And so, like, um, it wasn't until, like, many years later that uh, I met, you know, like, my, my husband and my partner is like a mom and she she was just like Muñeta, you know which is basically just like fuck <laughs> that's, that's basically that it was just like you know uh, because she's telling us a story about his dad and they're playing volleyball and you know how when you spike the ball and things like that people can get a chance to hit it back so somebody had hit it back and it like hit the tip of like his middle finger and like bent it back Ooh. 
he just was just like puñeta, you know, like that, like son of a bitch, you know. I'm like, fuck, that hurt, and I just could not stop laughing. I was just like, it's so ridiculous. It's so fucking funny, and like, <laughs> and my my um. He was just like, he was like, is that is really as funny to you? I was like, yes, because it's just, just the first thing that he would think of to say would it be that word instead of going, you know, like shit, like, <laughs> ow, you know, <laughs> that like was the Scots. The Scots don't go ouch. The Scots, the there, there, there went there. Scots, Scots. There's the Scots going. Ah, you bastard! Instead of ouch, I just went broad there, and I don't know why, but yeah, you were having a problem tonight. <laughs> yeah, she, when we first <laughs> when we first got on the Zoom call, she asked us a question, and it was so broad, and I was like, ah, you've been speaking with the locals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the other thing I was gonna say is like the reason why. Um, Louisiana gets really offended by accents is because there is a huge difference between Southern Louisiana and Northern Louisiana. Southern Louisiana was founded from like the French and the Spanish. So you, you see a lot of that influence in the architecture, in the culture, in the language, all that stuff. But up here, while there is still some French and Spanish influence, it's not as prevalent. Up here, you see a lot more of the Irish, Scottish, English, German, all that stuff. Um, that's where our culture or our language was shaped and formed. And you can see that in our culture. Um, there's actually a place not far from me called Germantown, which was founded by German immigrants. Um, in my area, we have um, Celtic Fest because the, my area was or my area and kind of near it was heavily um scottish irish and welsh so we would we actually petitioned like many 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 like many years ago like 10 years ago or so oh god anyway <laughs> just had a moment um we actually petitioned our governor to give us an official celtic day to celebrate our Celtic heritage. Um, and he he let it go through. I can't tell you what day that is now. I think it's like October 25th, but I can't be 100% sure. Um, I think it is in October at some point because uh, Celtic Fest is always held in October. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's one of the reasons why we get so offended is like just just the main differences and then like in the um the episode where i started off speaking in a very thick louisianian accent i was actually using a cajun accent mm -hmm. and you can tell because in like south louisiana when they say their o's especially they will round out their o's so you would hear gombo so which obviously gumbo is spelled with a U, but you would round it. So all their letters were kind of rounded. So gumbo. Up here, you would hear gumbo. We kind of inhale it rather than round it. Mm -hmm. So it's gumbo versus gumbo. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think you told me that before. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we get really, really offended because it's, like, that's also one of the reasons why we, like, a lot of people don't like New Orleans is, but we all, we may not like New Orleans, but we all get offended if you can't say it correctly. <laughs> Every single one of us. Um, because like when the news comes through, okay, perfect example, when Laura came through the, the big hurricane, um, all they would focus on was New Orleans and they were like replaying footage of when Katrina and Rita came through and all this stuff. And it was like, there was very little news coverage for Lake Charles and Laura pretty much wiped Lake Charles off the face of the earth. Like Lake Charles is destroyed. And, like, no one's covering it. No one's talking about it. And I actually heard someone on the news, they were talking about Laura, and they said, well, at least New Orleans is okay. There's more to Louisiana than just New Orleans. Like, yes, New Orleans is one of our big ports. I mean, it's the port. And it's one of the biggest tourist traps in the States. It's one of the things that we're most known for. But come on. (laughs) It's not even the oldest town. Like, come on. <laughs> like, and then, like, okay, New Orleans. Okay, you can't pronounce that properly. But can you pronounce Natchitoches? And do you know the difference between Natchitoches and Nacogdoches? All right, then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do Wait, you, what, though? <laughs> what, was that? what was that one? Pontchartrain? <laughs> <laughs> That made me, I died. This, the worst part is. Okay, so there was a video that I found of a, um, when they were taught, was it Laura? No, it wasn't Laura. Which one was it? It was the last one, wasn't it? Delta. Yeah. And how did he say it again? Ponchi? Ponchi? Ponchi Tartane or something like that? Ponchi Train. Ponchi Poncy Tartane or Poncy Train. Poncho Tartar Tosk. So, yeah, we took a slight break so I could figure out exactly what it was that Anchor said, and he pronounces it Poncy Tartane. <laughs> Poncy Tartane. Poncy Tartane. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's Poncha Train. Come on, guys. It's Poncha Train. <laughs> Ponchi Tartane. I mean, when you showed me, when you showed it to me, I was like, I he might not be, he might not be from Louisiana. He might no. not be from Louisiana. Look, let me tell you something. Louisiana has some really fucked up names, which I realize is not an uncommon thing. Every state, every country in the world has fucked up names somewhere, but we get a kick out of it. <laughs> Like, we get a kick out of it because there are people that are from Louisiana and they have to they have to go on these on these news programs and talk about these towns. And like there's Shreveport and Bossier, which will be pronounced Shreveport and Bossier. It's like, no, honey, that's that's where the French doesn't kick in. It's Bossier. Thank you. Um, my, my favorite one, which I just threw at. A threat the girls was Washita. O U A C H I T A. Washita. The difference between Nacogdoches, Nacogdoches, 
and this one messes with people and I don't know why. Farmerville. What? <laughs> there's Farmerville. My neck of the woods that kind of have a bit of a oh, challenge okay. to pronouncing them, I would say. Um we usually like to try and get you know people from out, from outside to see them. And I think I done a little trial with Jackie of it once a while ago um i didn't do too bad no no you didn't no it was places like these are all real places i'll i'll have you know so yeah get a kick out of these there's a place i can't exactly remember where i'm trying to picture the map it's scotland in my head yeah no but yeah there's a place called echelfecken <laughs> that sounds like a swear word i know um, it's not. <laughs> there is places called Ochtaderan. Uh, Inveruri, I think. Um, yeah. Look, There's I'll be completely... Fucky. Not the drink. I'll have you know. But... If it makes you feel any better, there are some I Louisiana won't. names. <laughs> there are some there are some Louisiana names that I can't pronounce. But one of them, and I throw this out at people just to really throw them off. We have a we have a place here called Dry Prong. Isn't there a place in the States called Boring? Yes. Yeah. That's Oregon. <laughs> um when we were driving a because we've moved around, we were driving, I think, from either California to Indiana or from Georgia to uh, California. But we came through like one of the Midwestern states or, you know, that was like nowhere. It, that was what it was called. It was called nowhere. And I was just like, uh, now years later, we have nowhere because of... Uh, um you know, uh, American gods, they live, they, the gods live in a town called Nowhere, which is the actual nowhere in between town. But it was, there was an actual town that we had passed through that, that was called Nowhere that was like a one road. Many of the buildings were closed, had like a gas station slash like grocery store. And I was just like, are we stopping here? And my parents are like, no. <laughs> So I just found one. I didn't. I actually didn't know this one. There's a place in Louisiana called Mawada. Mm -hmm. So named because this is where trains and such would stop because they needed more water. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's Mawada. <laughs> you know, I just seen up there that you scrolled, scrolled up. It Was it gross teeth? It looks like gross teeth. It means big head. Gross <laughs> teeth. It just sounds. I think it's tet. <laughs> Not teeth. Or tet. Gross tet. Gross tet. <laughs> I don't know. See, I look at this one and then, like, my, my German brain tries to overrule everything else. So it's like grossa. So I don't know. If, I just know that that means big head. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to think so, of another one. That's all of them. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's some... 
But yeah, there's some where I'm just like, uh, what? I can't, I can't, I can't pronounce that one either. (laughs) (laughs) But moving on, because since we've we've spent literally almost an hour (laughs) talking about nothing. Random history. I think it's it's interesting with the accents, and I mean it also ties into what we wanted to what we wanted to point out because um, some of some very fine actors and actresses are doing uh, live streams for more signings this weekend. You may have seen us tweet about it. I know that we shared it earlier in the week uh, when they had first announced it, but Mick Malempy. Kylie Vernoff, Mia Davis, and uh, Howard. I wanted to admit that I wanted to pronounce his last name correctly, and we looked it up too. Panasic. 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 I always mess it up. Howard Panasic, who played Strauss, are, are doing signing. So um, I, I'm laughing because when we were like, when I saw the name, I, like, like Catherine, I don't want to mispronounce it. So I was like, how do you say his name? And she's like, Pinasty. <laughs> so I was like, that sounds like a really awkward, like, rapper name. <laughs> like, what's your name? Pinasty. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, Howard. Listening. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and then the worst part is, no, see, this is the part. Okay, hang on. We got we to gotta do some calling out here. Mick. <laughs> Mick. I know you're listening, sir, friend, pal. Do not, do not go run to him and tell him that we called him Pin Nasty and that should be his rap name. Don't do it. And now that you told him don't, he's going to do it anyway. Exactly. Well, I mean, I had to try, Mick. I'm begging. I, I told you that I, I said in one of our previous episodes that Sean was my favorite. I feel like that earns me something, right? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yes, they're doing live streams. Uh, Kylie is hers. It's all on October the 25th. <clears throat> Pull my mic away. October the 25th. Uh, hers is at 11.30 a.m. And these and are all they, Eastern times, by the way. Sorry, 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so, and then Mix is at Sunday as well from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Mia's is starting at 2 from 2 to 3.30 Eastern Standard Time, also on Sunday. And then Howard's is on Sunday in that late afternoon at 4 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. And it's all going to be on Instagram, uh, on their individual Instagram pages. And uh, you can find their prints and everything on Streamerly, which is S-T-R. S-T-R-E-A-M-I-L-Y.com. And the the good thing about, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, um, when Kylie and Mia did theirs through Streamily last time, they actually do live updates. So you can actually order your print the day of the signing. And 
like they will get an update because I think I guess they send them like extra prints or something like that. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works. Um, but yeah, usually the cutoff is like midnight the day of mm-hmm. give or take. So yeah, but you know, try not to wait till last minute for obvious reasons. So yeah, but like this is an awesome thing. Um, the the prints are actually not that expensive. They're like they're they're cheaper than uh, Greek sign. Greek, wow, <sighs> geek sign. Um, so okay. yeah, and then they um they have one. It's a group photo, and I think that's one of Durango's, right? I think so. Yes, yeah, some of these some of these are from Durango. So I think she did Sean's picture where it's him and it's kind of orange. She doesn't have his hat on, and it's like top of the morning. Yeah. Uh, that one, the Tilly, Sean, and Leopold in season one. And I think there was like a couple of other ones, but I don't remember exactly. So yeah, if you want to get like a group shot, and to my understanding, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to my understanding, any of the, the group shots, they will actually get each and every one of them to sign. So mm-hmm. if you order, say, it, it's $100, but it, it, you'll get all four signatures on it. So, like, Mia, uh, Mick, Howard, and Kylie (laughs) will all four sign it. So you actually end up saving money. You just have to drop a bit more, like, at the very, very beginning. Um, But, yeah, like, it's it's a really cool thing. And, like, I've been involved in just about all of the the streams in some way or some way or the other. And it's actually, it's a lot of fun. It's a a good opportunity to sit down and kind of not chat one-on-one because like if anyone's been been involved in an Instagram live, they know that there is no one-on-one, but like there's a chance that they can read your comments. They'll say your names out loud. Um, We bought bought one right before we started recording and it's going to be really funny. So I've made it out to uh, the Cameo Gang through uh it was uh howard's that i made it out like i did so everyone go watch howard's stream and you will hear him (laughs) you will hear him mention the cameo gang (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah what we uh it's we're we're just gonna leave it as a surprise (laughs) yep oh (laughs) But yeah, they're they're all doing it on October 25th. Um, so if you are, I think most of everybody is already following their Instagram. So you probably already seen the messages um, that they're sending out, you know, like, hey, we're doing this. So yeah, we're just kind of reminding because at the time of this recording, uh, it's a Tuesday. So when we do um release the episode on Thursday it's going to be like a couple of days before they actually start mm-hmm. and I know I know Mick had said something about like when he had written it he had written October 23rd through 25th so I thought they were going to be starting on like Friday or Saturday and just like one you know two people would be on one day and everybody else would be individual but no it's all on Sunday <laughs> Yeah, it's all on Sunday. It's going to be individual, which is why there's individual times. Although they have, they have talked about like popping in and kind of like hanging out on each other's streams, which I think would be really, really cool to watch. So yeah, everybody go, go turn on your notifications for 
all four of them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter to find out any updates. And yeah. And then, of course, tune in for Howard's to hear what the Cameo gang has to say and what we requested. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I haven't met, I haven't really talked, I haven't talked to or met Howard before, but everybody else is like really nice and I am going to go out on a limb and assume that he is very nice and so <laughs> let's hope so because if not our our little message is gonna is gonna fall like a lead balloon <laughs> <laughs> no I think I think he's really nice uh, or at least from what I've seen so yeah I, I think he's I think he'd be a nice guy um enough to entertain our our weird message that we asked <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's this all going there, and there was something else, wasn't there? Something. Oh yes, the question from last week. I'm trying. <laughs> just like there's something else that we were going to do immediately after this, and then I was just like, Ponchi trade, <laughs> Ponchi tartane. <laughs> it was. We were gonna wish Chloe a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. Birthday, um, we've we've individually wished uh, uh, Chloe Rose uh, at C Rose Burns on Twitter. It's her birthday today, so we've individually have wished her a happy birthday. But we just wanted to give her a shout out to say happy birthday. I know that when this episode airs, it's going to be on Thursday, so it's going to be a very belated happy birthday from all three of us. But happy birthday! <laughs> but um. Oh, let's see. Um, and then we had our question that we did for last week. So last week we had asked everyone if there was a, let's see. Our question for this week is what is your favorite creepy, scary movie or video game you like to play? Um, so we got some answers and I'm going to read the ones on Facebook and then, you know, we'll go to the Twitter. So on Facebook, we got Janie, who says, movies, the taking of Deborah Logan, that was the one I was trying to remember last week when we were talking about possession movies. I just couldn't, I blanked out on the name. <laughs> the taking of Deborah Logan, The Shining, both adaptions, Misery, The Blair Witch Project, Halloween, Alien, and games, Resident Evil, Dead Space, Dying Light, Kathy Bates is a Legend, and The Evil Within. And then we have Joanna, who says, movies, Cabin in the Woods, <laughs> Ed, The Others, TV, Haunting of Hill House, Games, Resident Evil, Amnesia, Dying Light, and Dead Island. And then we have Azura, who says, we, Happy Few, and Hello Neighbor are my go-tos. Lately on movies, I've been watching a couple of things, one from A24 Studios and one from Rob Zombie. Midsummer and Lords of Salem, uh, Midsommar and Lords of Salem. Okay, and those are all good movies and good games. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now we're gonna go to Twitter. Nicola, did you want to read one? Uh, yeah. Christopher <laughs> Joel says, "Scary movie, Thirteen Ghosts," and for scary games, it would be the first Silent Hill. Yeah, that's so true. That's 
That is a good choice. Silent Hill's a good one. Silent, like, oh, yeah. like, every single one of them has, like, scared the absolute shit out of me in some form or fashion. So, yeah, that's Definitely a good one. Such a good story. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> fact. I know, I know this is probably one of those things that, like, everyone's like, duh. But I found it really, really cool. So, you know the, the, the foggy effect in Silent Hill? Mm-hmm. That was actually done because, like, of, um, like, at the time, they had, like, very limited what they could do as far as graphics were concerned. And so mm-hmm. they made everything really, really smoky because, like, that, that gave everything time to load in without lagging the game down. And that just became like part of the story was like the, everything was just really, really foggy and really smoky. Um, but that was not, that was not intended for what it was going to look like later on. They tried to remaster it and with better technology and whatnot. And they took the fog out and it be, it became such a staple, such, such a, an interesting part of the game mechanic itself that a lot of people got very angry. So they had to put the smoke back. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have Silent Hill without smoke. You really can't. Like that. That. Like it, it made it made everything. It it changed the entire dynamic of the game because then it was like you you really couldn't see what was in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So anything really could appear uh, while the game was loading out of those mists. When you walked into a different area, it could be a monster. Could be another person to trigger a cutscene. Could be. You accidentally walk into a car and you think that it's a pyramid head. <laughs> God, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I I will be okay, confession time. I've never once made it through a Silent Hill game. I I can't. And I tried once. I gave it I gave it my effort. I gave it my all. Um, but there was one scene in one of the, the newer newer games. I think it was I think it came out mm-hmm. on I can't remember if it was Homecoming or if it was... Um, Does it start out and there's a load of nurses? I don't remember. But I do remember uh, you end up in a hospital, which I know doesn't narrow it down. And mm. you, you, you walk into this um, operating theater. You have to drop down from the, you know, the, uh, like in operating theaters, they have the observation decks. Yeah. You have to drop down into the actual operating theater and you have to walk from one side to the other with no lights on. There's only like a little, little line of light kind of guiding you where you need to go. You have to walk very, very slowly and all around you, you can hear these nurses and they're breathing and they're shuffling and like you have to be as quiet as you possibly can. You can't use your light and all that stuff and like that took me forever to do because I would I would panic and that's the thing you don't want to do with a Silent Hill game is panic because you will make a mistake and so I panicked a lot I finally ended up getting through it and I'm like cool I did it finally let's celebrate and I walk out into this hallway and this dead body like falls from one of the ceiling tiles and like falls in front of me and I went nope and I've never picked it up since so there you go oh goodness um grinnell says black mirror three um so the last season i don't think i don't think there has been another season of black mirror after the last one but black mirror black mirror season three is his scarier creepy uh 
movie or show that he likes to go through. Um, I know that I... they had the Bandersnatch. That was one of the movies. So this is probably the season. Probably. I know I watched I watched season one and two. And like I really like Black Mirror because it's like none of them none of them end on a happy note ever. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's very heavy and it's very, very dark. Um and very mature. So yeah, no one under the age of eighteen go watch Black Mirror. But I like it because it makes you think a lot. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like it takes these extreme examples. Like if you've ever seen if you've ever seen episode one of season one of Black Mirror, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um it takes these really extreme situations and they're just extreme enough to be outside of the realm of of reality but they're also but it's still very much linked into like what's actually happening in a weird way um in episode one of season one they 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 hold they they steal the they kidnap a princess and because obviously this is all based in england and they kidnap a princess and they they their demands are if they want the princess to be released, then the, was it the prime minister? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, he has to be, he has to go on, uh, on air and have relations with a pig on, on television. And so they battle back and forth. They try to figure out a way to, around it. They try to figure out you know, all this stuff. And every single time they've come up with a plan, like they're like, okay, well, you know, we can do, we can set it up like we would like a porn shoot and just, you know, use angles and make it look like you're doing it, but you're not actually doing it. And that was shot down and like all this other stuff. So finally it ended up, he had to do it and the like the streets were empty because everyone was home everyone was glued to their television and they're watching even though it's disgusting and then they find out that if just one person had walked away spoiler 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 if one person had walked away from their television they would have known that she the princess had actually been released like way before he ever went live but because everyone was glued in on watching this disgusting display no one knew it yeah as uh i think it was like a thing on sensationalism and things like that you know um let's see the last one is from the wild bandit and he says Alien Isolation was brilliant. Always creeped me out. Scariest film has to be The Exorcist. That's a good one. I've never seen The Exorcist, but I know my mom says that her and some friends went to see it back in the day. Was it 1973? The Exorcist came out there about early 70s? At least, I think. But, um... Yeah, she says that her and her friends almost got kicked out because they were screaming too much. <laughs> but when you when you think about it back then, when also the the hype that the Exorcist gave, you know, you didn't have a lot of horror movies, you know, that in your face at that time. Um, 
So yeah, you can understand why there was such, you know, hysteria over, you know, obviously the, the idea of possession and mm-hmm. faith and all that. That would obviously drum up, you know, certain controversies within the church and, you know, there they... were there were stories of people that were uh, oh, it was 1973 by the way. There yeah, were was... <laughs> there were stories of people who like they fainted yep. while trying to watch this movie. They um <laughs> they had full on panic attacks. They like everyone like stampeded like there were some theaters where everyone like left in mass hysteria. It was so scary. It was like and you look at it now and and the same can be said for a lot of like the old fashioned horror movies is like you look at them now and they're they're cheesy or they're stupid or like they have really really bad special effects and it's really obvious but it's like you have to think about it in terms of then then yeah. like they didn't they didn't this was all still new so like yeah like another like mm-hmm. another prime example like way back in the 30s when Orson Welles done the whole War of the Worlds like, over the radio. People literally thought shit was going down. Yeah. yeah. And like another prime example, obviously more more modern terms. I don't know the exact you know um, response to it because obviously I was just a, a little nipper at the time when it came out. But it was uh, Blair Witch when that mm-hmm. came out because obviously that was essentially one of the first you know, like found footage. Well, it was horror movies, and obviously, then years went by. Then you had the likes of, you know, Paranormal Activity. I mean, I remember seeing Paranormal Activity. Thinking of my words there, getting tongue tied. Uh, I'm tired. I need my bed. But, End um, episode. <laughs> we'll carry on. Soldier Spirit. But um, no, I, I remember seeing the first two Paranormal Activity films in the cinema. And I went with a larger group to see the second one, but the first for the first one at least, I went with two people who wild horses wouldn't drag them to see a horror film, to say at least. Um, yeah, I think it was their idea to go see it actually, which just baffles me. But that being said, those two dragged me to see Twilight, so that was my vengeance in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, because what the hell was that? Shall I just say, but you know, I have my opinion about that, but I'm not going to go ranting about Twilight. Now is not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. No, I remember. Um, I remember. Well, do what? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, the Blair Witch Project was the first one of the reiteration of found footage films. The hmm. first found footage film was uh, Cannibal, Cannibal um, Holocaust. Which was mm. like, yeah. which was uh, filmed in like the seventies, and um, they banned it because it was gross. It was uh, essentially it pushed every single boundary until it basically like fell off the cliff. And Is that like one of the films that would be classified kind of like torture porn, you know, like Human Centipede type. Um, yeah, it was it was classified as like torture porn, but it was uh, now we would call it that. But it was a found footage film, and the the person who made it basically he was just like, we got to do it. 
like this. It has to be like this. And there were parts of it that the actors themselves and the actresses, they're just like, we just want to go home. And they didn't, didn't the director have to like stand trial for like murder and whatnot until they like lined everyone up to prove that none of them were actually dead? Um, yeah, because they had signed a contract that said that they couldn't appear in public for two years. And he he basically forced them to sign it. So they had signed it. And these people had the actors that were the main cast had essentially dropped off the face of the earth. But they also had put them on trial because there was parts where some of the actors had to um, mime or mimic, you know, like a sexual assault mm-hmm. they were very uncomfortable with it and the person and the person who was playing the the native because this is supposed to be like the amazon she was uncomfortable with it as well but he was just like more you know and so and so they're just like we don't really want to do this and then there is also like body parts and blood and things like that and they're just like did you kill people to get you know so it it had become this whole like thing and i think that he was banned in his in the it was banned where he where he was from which i think was from italy it was banned in italy it was banned in the united states like the first time that it played everyone went everyone just like the exorcist fainted and then everybody was just like uh no you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh it got banned he had to stand trial these the actors and actresses came out of hiding because basically it sold them if you you would get paid at the end of two years like whatever he had promised them you'd get it at the end of two years but you have to follow the contract which was basically exploitive and it's sort of like what they tried to do with the Blair Witch Project and with the Blair Witch Project was, um... oh God, Sorry. They tra- <laughs> a- no, no, I wasn't reading what you're saying. I was trying to, re- I was trying to remember what I was, what they did. Uh, with the Blair Witch Project, they tried to do the same thing: tell them that they couldn't appear in public for like a year, but that didn't work because you know it wasn't the '70s. People couldn't just. People couldn't just, you know, have no contact. This movie was made in, like, the 90s where people had, like, cell phone, like, people had, like, the starting things of cell phones and computers and emails and stuff. And if somebody had gone missing, quote, unquote, then it's, like, uh, people are going to go and they're going to look for them just, like, in the 70s, but it's it's going to be a lot harder for them to disappear. Yeah. You know? And so, and so they're just like, you know what, never mind, that's fine. Just don't, just don't show up until after the movie has premiered. And, <laughs> and so the movie premiered, they had this whole big like website that had this like uh, Easter eggs and things like that on the website um, for the movie and stuff like that. That was like the trailer and some other things and like the story and and the obituaries or like the missing people things of like the actors and stuff like that it was really like it was uh ar it was basically like 90s ar if you know if you know ar is it's alternate reality Mm -hmm. and there's been a few like things that did that like marble hornets i think did it and then there was like slenderman as well and some other like other things but um yeah, they had that for the Blair Witch. And so it was just like, it was like viral marketing as much as you could do in like the 90s. 
Yeah, it's 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 really cool to see like um how just how far a lot of these a lot of these horror movies have come. Like my mom and I were talking about um we we both kind of have a preference as far as like scary movie goes. I'm not a big fan of the torture porn or things like that. So movies like Saw like that was never that was never my I'm thing. Core, personally. But I I like the more like psychological thrillers. And my mom and I were talking about like the old like Vincent Price movies. Vincent Price. <sighs> I love that man. But anyway, um, a lot of the old Vincent Price movies, they would like she remembers being a kid and watching this one where this woman runs into a room and she frantically lo- like there's there's this door that has like a whole bunch of locks. And so she's like frantically locking each and every one of them. And she finally gets the last one thrown and she turns and the guy is standing in the room with her. And she was like, I still remember that to this day. That scared the absolute hell out of me. And like, to me, like a lot of the horror porn and like just the in your face gore and all that, like that's like, it has its place and I'm not knocking it if that's your favorite thing. Just me personally, I'm not a big fan of it because it doesn't like, it's, I don't, I don't like that particular type of scare, but I like the stuff that gets in your head and you think about later. Case in point, mm-hmm. um, what was it? The Woman in Black, I think it was. It was, um, it had Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't even tell you what the, the plot of the movie was anymore. But there was this scene where this we ever like my friend and I we called him we called him Mud Baby, um, this like looked like a, a like a young child rose up out of the mud, and it's like there's this thing that's just covered head to toe in mud, and it's like stalking towards him, hmm. and like while I was watching it I was like okay this is kind of dumb and like they a lot of them were a lot of it relied on the cheesy jump scares and all this stuff. But later that night when I was driving home, there was a, like, I was driving home in the dark on a back road, and there was this thing, this shadow thing on the side of the road, and I was like, oh, God, it's Mud Baby, and it was actually a mailbox, but I was like, ah, that was a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Yeah, it's, my sisters don't like horror movies, um... I watch them and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I go to sleep. <laughs> I just go to sleep as normal. But yeah, they don't they don't like horror movies. Um, all of the ones that you guys have mentioned are really great. Uh, I like Thirteen Ghosts because it's like campy. It's campy. yeah, um, but it's not. But it's not. Uh, it's not scary to me. I think the story is because they're. There, the DVD feature on the, or the the VHS feature, but the it came out also on DVD. So the DVD special feature had like the history and the stories of all of the ghosts. Uh-huh. So that was like really cool that they had actually written like backstories for them, um, instead of just kind of you know like leaving it up. So they had written they had written backstories for all thirteen. And um, in a way, it kind of reminds me the way that they did it. Kind of reminds me of the way that uh, Dead by Daylight 
does it um did it with all of their with all of their like uh slashers and killers and stuff like that how they Mm -hmm. have like them and you're kind of just like okay so what's their story and you sort of like piece it together Mm -hmm. um um, but people have been putting all of their stories together on online so then you can kind of get what everything they have so far yeah it's actually like i like i love that kind of stuff i think it's fascinating like and like you watch you watch the movie like i love 13 ghosts um you watch the movie and it's like oh crap hang on turn that off because all i can hear is in my ear (laughs) our timer went off again um it's okay i mean we can we can we can because next week next week is our halloween episode so we can continue to talk about spooky things on there i know i know that we were planning on telling ghost stories or ghost happening may have happened to us or just spooky stories in general because remember (laughs) i used to work in a haunted house haunted theme park (laughs) some haunted locations So next week we're gonna be doing a little bit, a, a little bit more. It's our Spookies. penultimate, penultimate spookiness. Um, we may, will we have a guest on this next episode or no? I don't know. Do we- Said guest never got back to me. So if you're listening, you know who you are. You need to get <laughs> back to me on that one. <laughs> If not, it'd just be us three telling spoopy stories, and I have plenty. Cause not like I, yeah, I grew up in a haunted house, so it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had a couple of spooky incidences. 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 <laughs> Incidents. I had a couple. I had a couple growing up. Uh, not so much now, but just a couple. <laughs> I've had a few now. I've also worked in hotels, so and hotel like hotels have to. Pretty sure in order to open a hotel, they have to reach a certain level of spooky. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they have to be the right amount of of will the Scooby Doo villain haunt this place to to collect insurance money. <laughs> So it does it when it gets bulldozed so they can build an ultimate theme park on top of it. Yes? <laughs> Careful mentioning Scooby-Doo. Nicholas still here. She might get scaled. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Nicola. Uh, that one... I was six. Six seven years old when I saw Zombie Island, so... Yeah, well, you know what? That's Yo, what you get for making. That's, that's what you get for making fun of Mel Gibson. That is not the spookiest thing I got spooked out by as a kid. Okay. You should always make fun of Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is not a good person. He's he's <laughs> not. Side, I'm going on a side rant about something else that spooked me. Is completely out of the realms of Halloween at all. This you'll find this funny, um, but I remember when I was a brownie. Years ago, when I was a kid, obviously it's you know Christian themed, or it was back then. Before, obviously, it's obviously become more inclusive to anybody of any faith. But we used to get shown these little Christian cartoons called the Story Keepers, 
And I remember this was years ago. I found a VHS of it was like a compilation of a few of the episodes and they put it together in the form of a movie telling the Easter story. Mm-hmm. That gave me nightmares. <laughs> the whole, like, the section where this Roman centurion who was just so happened to be there on the day of the crucifixion was like, you know, recanting the tale of the crucifixion to a couple of Christians that he, like, captured and they were in, you know, their cells. And the whole section about the crucifixion scared the utter, <laughs> pun intended here, but Jesus out of me. Yeah. Um, but, and I literally for like almost two weeks, kid you not, had nightmares of the crucifixion above my bed. At like, around about the same age, about seven years old there. <laughs> and like years, years went by and I came across the film again. And, you know, just our idle curiosity, even though I'm a grown-ass adult, depending on how you put 5-1 as grown-ass, but, you know, <laughs> have it how you will. But I watched it again, and this section came up. I knew the section was coming up. And I remember thinking, huh, yeah. Hope to God I don't have nightmares again. But, you know, it's, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but Well, yeah, I will so- put... Uh, like last episode, I, I mentioned, I, I kind of threw this out there, which by the way, just so we know, and then like, I'll say this and then we'll end just so you know, apparently last, last week's episode was one of the best we did as far as like everyone really, really enjoyed it. But I heard that from multiple people. Anyway, um, last week I mentioned like, I can't understand why people of our generation are such scaredy cats, considering we grew up with the Crypt Keeper and the, that one, the television show that the Crypt Keeper did, uh, it was like a, um, uh, like a game show where like, they had these kids and they'd solve puzzles. And the very last puzzle they had to do was collect skulls as they're going through this maze and whoever collected the most skulls won. So, and like we grew up with, grew up with goosebumps and everything. But one of there's one scene where in Goosebumps um, it shows like these different masks and these masks come to life and start floating out of this shop and down the hall like down the street. I still remember that. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like there wasn't a whole bunch about Goosebumps because that was the thing. R.L. Stein like everything had at least a, a decent ending. Um, maybe not necessarily a happy one, but it had a good ending or like things weren't quite what they seemed or things like that. But like while you were reading or watching, it was like spooky. But that one scene with the masks, I can still see it plain as day and it scares the crap out of me. (laughs) There is something else that spooked me as a kid and still kind of spooks me now. And I think I'm quite justified to say this. It's that one bit in Pinocchio where was it Lampwick, the they're at Pleasure Island and he turns into a donkey. That whole section where he's turning into the donkey and you can just see the silhouette and he's just screaming for his mother. Mm. <laughs> that and the, the part in Snow White where the witch turns into the old crow. And uh, yeah, just as a kid and it's just creepy because you're just like, ooh, like what? 
at some point. Well, so then you try to read into it, thinking as an adult, going, "Oh, what the hell is going to happen to all the kids <laughs> for donkeys?" And God forbid, what happens to the ones that can still talk? What are they going <laughs> to do to those kids? And then you just get really analytical about it, and you're thinking, "Yeah, yeah, it's, I've kind of ruined it now." So, <laughs> at some point, we need to get Nicola to play Dying Light. <laughs> that's what we were planning on doing this friday because i was going to play oregon trail oh yeah that reminds me this friday we're not going to have a stream but we are going to upload the video of nikolai i'm playing mm-hmm. we were going to do oregon trail um but then i was like oh man i can't afford to buy it right now to mm-hmm. be honest I couldn't afford to buy it because I have bills. So (laughs) do you want to play Dying Light instead? Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you I have to play by myself for tutorial? And I was like, yeah, it teaches you how to do the stuff and then we can play together. I'll be on the headset with you while we're doing it because I'm doing it too. And she was like, "Mm." so (laughs) she was like, you know, we could, we could, we could share play. Um, Oregon Trail and then I was just like but then we wouldn't be able to stream it because you can't stream and share play unless mm-hmm. you know <laughs> unless you know I I guess if we were doing it a different way maybe someone out there can tell us if there's like a different way but anyway so like um yeah so we were we were just like okay so we'll do that so we we're gonna play it and we we're gonna record it um, I'm going to record it from the TV and then we're going to upload it to um, YouTube. It's probably going to have to go into two parts because I do not think that a PlayStation can do an hour of recording. It can do maybe about 30 minutes. Because I think it's about an hour for, for share play. I think it's about, yeah. it's about an hour for share play. So it's probably going to be split up into two videos. So it's going to be a part one and a part two. There's just one scene in particular that I really, 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 really want to see Nicola react to. <laughs> in in Dying Light, like I really, like I really, no. really want to see it. No. Yes. No. Okay, then I we'll leave I it. Want at- to attempt to play the rest of Resident Evil Three, or technically it from the start again, and hopefully get past the bit that I got to. But I think I did well. Okay, we'll leave it up to the fans. Fans, if you've made it this far into our episode, oh. first of all, thank you. Second of all, if you like and share this episode to all of your friends. God damn it. <laughs> we are going to be playing Dead by Daylight um, in November. We're going to record that. We're going to record all this playing, or we're going to try to get everybody to live stream it. I don't know how it's going to be, um, <laughs> because the, the day that we were going to do it, I realized was Thanksgiving week, and I was just like, oh, man, we're probably going to have to do this, like, record it in advance. Americans near Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, but yeah, we're we're going to be doing Dead by Daylight, which is... It's also going to be fun because it's going to be Nicola and I going, we don't know what to do. And then Janie and Jackie. I know. And Joanna are all going to be like, ah, ha, ha. You see, 
the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> See, you say that, but here's the thing. So it has been two years since I've played Dead by Daylight. I've watched it being played many, many times, but it's been about two years since I've played it. So I guarantee you the first match we do is going to be, how do I play this game again? <laughs> All right, but I think I think we've we've reached the end end. <laughs> like just keep going, and I'm just like, look, we could do two hour like episodes, probably next season. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, this is the last episode. Congratulations, you've reached our season for our series finale. <laughs> but don't say that not yet. Anyway. No, it's really a level. No, you got, you got, we got more to go. But yep, yeah, more of us. <laughs> uh, psych! This is not our final form. <laughs> it's the final countdown. Psych. <laughs> I'm working on it. Hang on. <laughs> Should end there. Like I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thank you for joining us around the campfire. We'd like to thank Brett Van Donsel for providing the music, and you can find more of him on his website at brettvandonselmusic.com. You can find us on Twitter at CameoGame1899 and on YouTube at Around the Campfire Podcast. This is Catherine, riding off, and we'll see you around, cowpokes.